Welcome to the Professional Plumber Podcast. We hope that these podcasts will bring some insight into who we are and what we do. So while in conversation with the PIRB, sit back, enjoy, and make sure to connect with the PIRB on Facebook or at pirb.co.za for more. A warm welcome to our audience. My name is Willem Tilpe. I'm your host. And in this episode, we will discuss Waterhammer. And with me in studio, I have Richard Bailey. Richard wearing his various caps um, to have a lack of conversation, a lack of technical conversation for that matter on Waterhammer. Richard, welcome and thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Willem. Always a pleasure to be here. And I, and, and I know we're going to be doing a lot of these in the future. So we're looking forward to, to, to those. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, lack of lack of value addition to uh, to the plumbers and the audience out there, and and the plumbing industry as a whole. Yeah, we hope so. Hey, and I mean that's the whole. I mean that's why that's why we're doing this, you know, isn't it? It's not for our benefit or anybody else's benefit. It's to try yeah. and benefit the and 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 to get the industry. Yeah, to get. I mean, we had a conversation a minute ago just about the length of these things. It's to get them in bite-sized chunks. That you can get it through, and oaks must di- di- be able to digest it quickly, easily, like that. So that's, yeah, we've got it. Yeah, lucky man. What more convenient way to sit in your van on your way to a site where you're going to work for the day, and and just switch on the little pop co- uh, podcast on your on your cell phone and have a listen to it, or on your radio for that matter. If you've got Bluetooth in your van, yeah. if you if you have a luxury van like that that can actually connect via Bluetooth to your cell phone. <laughs> We'll give our guests the opportunity to introduce themselves right after this. Don't forget to download the all-new and improved App Plumber from the Google Play Store. All your plumbing solutions are just a click away, exclusively for Android users. Richard, uh, let's just remind the audience of, of who you are. Um, just just very briefly, an introduction of yourself. All right. Uh, my name is Richard Bailey. I am a plumber, uh, first and foremost, qualified. Uh, I've been working as a plumber did my apprenticeship in 91, so 30 years odd. Um, I currently um, wear a couple of caps, but uh, I'm an auditor. Um, I'm an assistant technical guy at PRB. Uh, I sit on a regional IOPSA committee, uh, etc. So quite a few caps, but yeah, loving these podcasts as well, man. Absolutely. Like I said to the audience when I introduced them at, uh, the uh, this episode to them, I said, Got with me in studio, Richard Bailey, wearing his various caps. <laughs> and yeah. today you're wearing your technical, your technical cap. Well, for the for this for this for this hour, <laughs> for this hour, <laughs> I'll change it afterwards. <laughs> Start something else. Richard, we're going to have a lack of discussion about or a conversation about Waterhammer. So Waterhammer. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Sounds like I don't know if it's the drone of a of a. Uh, uh, of of the Harvards coming on in in the World War Two, uh, or, or you know if it sounds like machine gun fire or whatever the case may be, but water hammer uh, certainly is a problem. And and just just tell us quickly what exactly is water hammer? Yeah, it's a it's a tricky thing. Uh, so I'll, I'll, uh, water hammer is one of those things that uh, is it's one of the most common plumbing ailments uh, out there because every second phone call as a maintenance plumber you get is uh, uh, I've got water hammer. Now it's a very generic term and it covers more than one base. And I always say to the clients that phone me with water hammer, I say to them, listen, you know what? It's a tricky thing to trace and um, you might, we might end up 
with a scenario that you've incurred cost in terms of my time and labor and efforts to try and rectify this thing. I haven't been able to rectify it, but you've incurred significant cost and you essentially are going to be paying me for having done nothing. And you've got to accept that before I come out because it's one of those gremlins that sometimes can be quite elusive. So what is water hammer? Look, water itself, I'm a little bit of physics. Let's just get a bit technical here, but light-hearted technical. Water is incompressible, right? You cannot compress it for all intents and purposes that where we are, you and I are uh, involved in a, in a uh, here on, the, on our physical existence on Earth, water is incompressible, okay? So there's a lack of springiness. There is no give. There's no elasticity within a body of water. You can you can heat it up and you can cool it down and it changes, but but there's no for in, in to all intents and purposes there's no springiness in it. So so if you think of a pipe with water in it, a pipe is simply a long uh, cylinder. I mean, it's a long, you know, it's an elongated uh, container of water, and and whatever that water is that is contained within it. That water's got a mass. It's got a weight. It has a, it has an inertia, and when you start allowing this water to move or, or to or to move through the system, and you allow flow to happen through the system, what happens is three things uh, sort of coexist: dynamic pressure, because the thing's in motion. Then the velocity of the water, in other words, the speed at which the water is traveling through the pipe. And then you've got to take into account the mass of the water. or the I don't want to use the word weight because it's a different thing, but the mass of the water. So those things, the dynamic pressure, the velocity, and the mass of water. Then something changes. And what usually changes is the, the velocity, the speed at which the water is traveling. Either it shuts off completely and suddenly – like a very sudden tap close, or it's a, it's a, um, it's a more gradual thing, or it's a vibrational tra- a vibration that is introduced. So the the actual velocity, or the uh, the momentum, of the water is somehow changed. Now, it, it, it's suddenly yeah, it, it, a sudden change to it. Correct. It's it's suddenly changed, and it's changed in such a way that is it it. it it, it has enough influence on the other two factors. If you think of those three factors that I said as a tripod or a mm-hmm. triangle, it affects the other two. But it can't affect the water's mass because mass is constant. You can't suddenly yes. change the mass of a body of water. So there's only one give in that equation, and that is the dynamic pressure or the pressure. So water hammer... When you have water traveling through a pipe, you change its momentum suddenly, you got to you will change its pressure. And that mm. pressure spike is what we hear and experience as as water hammer because it spikes and then it r- releases and it spikes and it releases. And this happens this um shock wave that is uh, resultant from 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 sudden creating change. yeah, sudden change in in pressure. Actually travels nigh on the speed of sound, and it will bounce off one end and then the other and then the other and back and forth until it's dissipated itself. Yeah. And that's what we hear as water hammer. 
So I don't know if that was too technical, but that is it in a in a nutshell. I I I heard I heard a bird whistle that there's another another name for this sort of sudden spike in the pressure uh, that ruptures mm. in yep. a closed container. So what is that? Well, if you think of what is a what if you've got a closed container, right? Yeah. And within that container, you have a sudden pressure spike, and it is enough to rupture that container. Well, isn't that exactly what happens inside a bomb? That's exactly the purpose of a bomb, right? You've, you, you're enclosing a substance and then you are telling that substance to do something to rupture so, that container very rapidly. <laughs> so, all right. So, so then, we, then we're actually talking about risk here, Richard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah we're looking at risk. If we, if we use the word bomb, then, uh, you know, we're, looking, we're certainly looking at risk. So uh, what are the risks that are involved or that are imposed by a water hammer? Look, uh, you know, water hammer, as I said, is quite common. So it's not, yes, there are risks, but they are not, um, can I say, uh, like lethal risks in the, in the sense that I've just explained as if it's a bomb. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's, it's not, it's not going to take off. It's not going to take away half or take out half of your house well, like an exploding geezer. Not, not in a domestic situation, but yes, uh, water hammer in large installations, large diameter piping can be very, very damaging. They can they can literally tear roads and streets uh, apart, and and yeah, no. So water hammer exists in all size, uh, all sizes of installations. But no, in in our domestic situation, water hammer is more irritating than anything else, and it can cause damage to valves, it can cause damage to pipes, uh, the the fittings on those pipes. You know where 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 things are joined together, and and a and a lot of stress and strain is put on those things. If the pipes, for example, are not properly secured, they can start to move, putting additional strain on the joints. Um, geezers that form part of the system are also subject to to yeah. pressure spikes, um, and it can cause leaks. I mean, it can cause yes, it can yeah. cause damage to val to valves long term, but it can cause leaks, and then of course, it's very irritating to to the homeowner, and it's concerning because it's correct, and and it's like. What's this huge noise every time I turn on or turn off a tap or flush my toilet? What? It's concerning. It's, it's yeah. So, those are the risks. Every time, every time you hear it, yeah. you're absolutely correct, Richard. I'm a consumer, so so every time I suddenly close a tap, and so I've got one of these uh, mixer taps. So, yeah, mm. you know, it's 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 a it's a one uh, uh, one handle that I lift up and turn in either direction for cold or whatever. But it's one handle, so I don't gradually you know turn it closed mm. or gradually turn it open it's a it's a sudden movement it's a sudden movement and a sudden release of that water just popping out That's every right. time i suddenly open it or suddenly close it and i i even i do have a water hammer in my house and i and it is a it's not as, as much as it is irritating it definitely causes concern yeah, it does it would Definitely. It would, because it's not a normal thing to expect, is it? I mean, uh, you you, you mm. have a mm. you buy a new car and you don't expect a knocking to happen every time you accelerate. It's not normal. So yes, it's concerning. Before we continue with our conversation, have a listen to this. Plumber training has never been easier with articulated plumber courses. Enroll now to upskill yourself at your own pace and earn CPD points. Our informative and easy-to-follow courses can be found on iopsitraining.co.za. 
Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Articulated Plumber. So, so Richard, how is it detected? How is water hammer detected? And, and what are the symptoms? Uh, what symptoms does it cause? Well, okay, so it's detected. It's most often you hear it. Uh, that's the, and that's the phone call you get is Mrs. Jones phoning and saying, oh, this thing, th- there's a hell of a noise every time I do A, B, or C. And there's, but there's different noises. There is usually a hammering, as, we've, as we described earlier, you know, a, a literal um, rebounding of this shockwave from one extreme of the pipe system to the other extreme and back and forth. And that is a, that is a it's, it's an audible hammering, like da, 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 da. And, mm. Yeah, that's the one I hear. Yeah. So it can also it can also happen as a as a whine or a squeak, a high pitched whine or a squeak, where where the velocity at which water is stopped and then allowed to start again is much higher. So think of a vibrating washer against a seat, where water must flow through this little uh, mm. f- between the seat and the washer. And, and there's a vibration happening there. Essentially, it's exactly the same thing as you shutting it off suddenly, but it's happening 100 times a second rather than once per second. So the, the effect… So, so, sorry to interrupt you, but instead of, of hearing that, da, 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 it becomes, because if you're saying 100, happening 100 times a second, it becomes a whine. A, a it whine. becomes a, a constant, a more of a constant noise. A That's right. And, and, it's, and it's usually short-lived. Um, so, for example, um, a common cause of this would be uh, a, an old-fashioned toilet cistern uh, filling valve or float valve, and there is a there's a little nipple which is small diameter nipple, high velocity flow through there, and it's got a little washer that comes and it gradually closes against this nipple and closes it off, and it if it's if something is fishy in in that mechanism, it starts to vibrate and it causes a hangover whine. So, that's that's the that's what people will recognize as water hammer. So, all right. So, so, so yeah. yeah. No, I was gonna. I was gonna just lead into what you know, uh, what the causes are, and and because we're talking about it anyway. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That it's certainly, you know, one of the causes is is, is uh, the, the sudden change in 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 the in the in the flow of the water uh, by you know by quickly closing a, a tap or something like yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and the vibration that you just explained as well between the valve and the seat. Yeah, so those would be the two sort of main causes. Is like what uh, I suppose thinking about it in lay person's terms, one sudden abrupt halt of the motion of water within a pipe, or a continuous sort of vibrate vibratory, uh, you know. Um, thing that that's occurring in a valve or within a mechanism or something. Mm-hmm. Those two are the are the main causes. So they will cause different sounding um, water hammer, but essentially it's the same thing. For, what, what about solenoids? Yes, so, yeah, absolutely. Solenoid valves are often um, cause for water hammer. Something like a washing machine, it'll mm-hmm. have its uh, solenoid valve, and if the you'll often have water hammer occurring in a household where nobody's using any water, but then you look a little bit further and it's actually the, the washing machine or the dishwasher, which is allowing water in and shutting it off uh, very abruptly. Um, so solenoid valves are, a, are an example. Uh, float valves in toilets, like I said, um, those have also got diaphragms which uh, sit against very uh, small seats. 
things like pressure control valves. Um, they've also got diaphragm and seats. Uh, things like normal conventional taps, you know, the screw down taps with the with the spindle and the washer and the seat. Those often are causes of water hammer, and you'll often find that when you open it just to a particular spot, then the, then that whine starts, or even the hammering starts. Uh, so all of those things can happen. And then you mentioned it uh, earlier, you know, single lever mixes. Because you've got the ability to shut that thing down abruptly, you, you, you then can cause, you can cause um, water hammer. All right, so here comes the burning question. Are there any steps that can be taken to prevent water hammer? Well, let's go back to what water hammer is. Uh, what we said was that, that you've, got a, you've got a mass of moving water in a system that is suddenly stopped or interrupted. So this is, the, this is, the, um, this is what's happening. So th this is the thing you want to prevent. So what, what, what mm -hmm. options have you got? You can either change the velocity, in other words, change the speed at which this water is moving through the system. You can do that in two ways. Number one, uh, increase the pipe size. So if I want 10 liters per minute at my wherever, at the bath, at the basin, at the shower, mm -hmm. and I'm supplying that point with a half-inch pipe, a tiny little pipe, uh, mm -hmm. then... It, I haven't got the maths in front of me, but if you do the calculation, the water will be traveling at a particular speed in that pipe. But if I increase that pipe's volume and I still want only 10 liters per, per minute at the other end, the speed is going to be decreased. So you can increase the pipe sizing, okay, or mm -hmm. you can adjust the pressure of the system. So that's the only way in which you can change the velocity of the things, okay? The second right. thing you can do is you change the rate of momentum. You change the rate of change of uh -huh. momentum. So when we and talk about change of momentum, is that abrupt shutting of a, of a tap. Yeah. So you can change that rate. In other words, close the tap a little slower. And, and, and this is typically something that can be done by the consumer, them, consumer themselves. If that is the cause of water hammer. If that is okay, a, so very often it's not. Uh, so there's nothing really. So that is an option, but it's not always an option, because for example, uh -huh. if it's a if it's a, a filler valve, there's nothing you can do. If it's a spindle type tap, there's nothing you can do. It's going to water hammer no matter what the, what the user does. The only thing that the okay. time the user can have that effect on it is if it's a single lever mixer. You just say to them, okay, this these mixers just close a little bit more slowly, and then it should alleviate the problem but it's not always the case it depends on the cause and on what the cause is that's that's exactly right yeah and often it's out of your control but the third thing you can do is to increase the amount of elasticity in the system so so introduce something in the system which allows for some give for some absorbance of this shockwave. So you've got a shockwave. Maybe, maybe it's not easy to uh, get rid of the cause of the shockwave per se, but you can deal with the consequence of the shockwave. So you put something, you install something in the system which will increase its elasticity, like a, 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 a water hammer arrester, for example. A water hammer arrester is a little... Um, 
it's a little fitting that for want of a better uh, description, it's a basically a shock absorber for the system. So it's got a little piston within it that is exposed to the water and the water pressures. But behind that piston is piston is is a is a is a is a vessel of air, and that air is compressed and released and compressed and released, and that compressible that compressibility of the air behind the piston allows for the absorbing of the shock wave. So, okay, because water cannot be compressed, but air, of course, can. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We mentioned that at the very beginning. Yeah. Of the of this conversation. Yeah. Exactly. Other things more. Um, so if you don't have the ability to stop or, uh, um, or uh, address the cause of the water hammer, in other words, you've got this solenoid valve or you've got this whatever thing that is causing water hammer and you need to just put band-aids over the system, things like bracketing or, or, or um, bracketing of pipes or securing of pipes against trusses, it, you are not alleviating the problem per se, Willem, but what you're doing is you are um, alleviating the audible symptoms to a certain extent. So if you have mm, okay. loose pipes all over the place, it exacerbates the problem. So securing those okay. pipes will alleviate the symptoms, not the cause, though. It's a big difference. So that's something yeah. you can do. Um, and 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 the rest is uh, the rest is well, it's hunting and trying to alleviate the cause, which is not always the case but the water hammer arrester is 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 a very good uh, option to alleviate the symptoms as well i just want to say another thing very often um, installers think that uh, or have these uh, installations where in order to arrest or dress water hammer or preempt water hammer they have this little uh, sort of um, uh, what for want of a better description it's a little standpipe close to the point of use which is capped vertical standpipe of uh, close to the system close to the point of use uh, uh, attached to the pipe that is supplying that point of use it's vertical it's capped and so theoretically there's a column of air which is trapped in this vertical standpipe and this mm -hmm. essentially would act the same as a water hammer arrester there's one fundamental difference though between that and an actual fitting you go and buy over the counter, and that is the piston. So the water hammer arrester has a piston inside of it which separates the water from the air and a, a, okay. a, a self-made vertical standpipe which, which is capped uh, has no piston in it. In other words, the air is in direct contact with the water. Now what happens mm. there is over time, that column of air or the air itself because of this pressure spikes and, 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 and its, uh, its close proximity to the water, it is eventually absorbed into the water and disappears completely. So you, over time... It ma makes it completely ineffective that's, over time. That's it. That's it. And then that dead, that dead leg, if it's in a position where it doesn't have a, a, a circulation or flow, um, it becomes a hazard and a breeding ground for all kinds of hojas. So, yeah. So, so... In a nutshell, have it properly sized. When you tube a system uh, or a d domestic reticulation system, make sure that it's properly sized. You, you're not undersizing the pipes and asking that water to flow too quickly through pipes. Yeah. Have them pressurized correctly. In other words, 
reduce the pressure where the pressure needs to be reduced. We know that uh, the SANS standards only allows for um, a maximum pressure inside of buildings of 600 kPa. It doesn't mean to say it has to be 600. It can be less. But what we're saying okay. is have, have internal pipes of uh, most, most of them anyway uh, reduced properly and balanced properly. So that would alleviate um, the pressure aspect of it. And then the valves, the taps, etc. they've got to be certified, they've got to be um, compliant, they've got to be of high quality. Um, and if those three things are in place, you've done your best as an installer to try and alleviate uh, water hammer occurring in the future. Oh, Richard? That certainly sums it up. And as, as, I, as I always say, uh, sweet and short. Um, yeah, I certainly learned something today, and I, and I really hope that the, the audience have, have learned something to do, uh, too today. Um, I do know that most of our audience are, are plumbers themselves, um, but you know we, th- these podcasts are aimed at, at at sharing information with them, and and perhaps you know they might have learned something they haven't before, um, and even for the consumer out there as well, you know, consumers, they, they, yeah, yeah they well. may they may have heard and and, and and learned something today from this podcast that they may not have known before. So, I want to thank you, Richard, for 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 joining me in the studio today and uh, for sharing this information with the audience and with me. Um, I certainly learned a couple of things today. Um, you know, I, I always, I always hear the um, that that uh, water hammer whenever I close that tap or that uh, mixer, as as the plumbers call it and refer to it. When whenever I I, I close yeah. it very abruptly and I hear that water hammer, I always want to duck because I think it's you know it's some kind of machine gun fire or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think I'm in World mm-hmm. War Three or World War Two for that matter. So it's just good to know that you know there are things that can be done um, to resolve it and, and 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 determine where what the cause of it is, mm. etc. Um, so do thanks. you have a yeah? do you have a ceiling space above above your yes home? yes so which means you you probably will have some pipes at least that are running adjacent to or across trusses and. Just do yourself a favor and have a look and see that every time a pipe touches a truss or comes in contact with a truss that it uh-huh. is properly secured. And that is a very simple, very quick, very easy solution. And it might just alleviate a little bit of the symptoms for you there. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, yeah. Stack. Just before wrapping up this conversation, have a listen to this. We'd like to encourage our audience to follow Articulated Plumber on Instagram and Facebook to learn more about any exciting and interesting news that we may have. Our handle on both Instagram and Facebook is Articulate It Plumber. Richard, thanks. I appreciate your time. Appreciate the information that you've shared. Thanks, Willem. Yeah, and, and, and thanks to the audience as well. I mean, it's for them that we do this, so thanks for the audience for having tuned in and listened. Thanks for having tuned in. Make sure to read more about the PIRB on our website at pirb.co.za and on our social media channels like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.